0: The Braves let their leader walk again. I'm an Atlanta kid.
1: This is my home. This will always be my home.
0: Welcome to the Braves Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that takes you inside the clubhouse and gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black with our AJC Braves beat reporter, Justin Toscano. And uh, Justin, we just heard from Dansby Swanson. We kind of knew this was coming anyway, but it's still going to take a second to get used to. Dansby Swanson, a Cub.
1: Yeah, when we were in that clubhouse in Philly when the Braves season ended, you know, everybody was thinking about the game and being eliminated from the postseason. But I think all of us were just wondering, you know, what would happen with Dansby and knew that was going to be the next storyline up on the docket. And we've talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. It's a little weird to sink, you know, to feel and to have sink in, even if the Freddie Freeman stuff happened months ago. All right, coming up. Were
0: the Braves even close to keeping Dansby? And did Alex make the right move here, letting him walk? What will happen now that Dansby's gone? And what's left for the Braves this offseason? Plus, your questions in our Ask Justin segment. If this is your first time listening to the show on AJC.com, please follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Braves report from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. It's only a kick, Pressure.
1: a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Now, remember the last time we heard from Dansby back in October, game four of the National League Division Series in Philly, and what he told us about how he felt about his team?
1: A lot of special bonds with, with teammates. It's just something that... Um, it's just a, a unique brotherhood that um, you can only really experience if you are a part of it. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's really hard to like sum up because if I get too detailed, then I won't be able to finish. So. Um,
0: and what do you tell his teammates after the loss? That I love him.
1: Pretty, pretty simple.
0: And that's the last time he wore a Braves uniform.
1: Yeah. Um, and somebody asked him about that in that same scrum. Uh, and he said that was the last thing on his mind right then because they lost, but you know, the emotions of it, I remember, you know, he walks in, he's got his head down, you can see tears in his eyes, he's wiping tears from his eyes, Um, kind of a somber tone in that scrum, and you could kind of hear it in the last answer, um, a little bit of the pain and the heartache, Uh, and everybody knew that this could be it, especially because the sides that Exchange offers, um, and we'll get into that, but that was the last time he ever wore the uniform. I still thought that even if this Dansby Swanson signing with another team was the likeliest outcome as we went on through the offseason, and as it appeared more and more like there was no real progress between the sides, it's still kind of a stunner, right? Because you have a guy who debuted here. He's a Marietta High grad. He's an Atlanta kid who just loves Atlanta sports, the Falcons, you know, the Braves, the Hawks. And... He's a darn good shortstop, um, and he, as well as anybody has, Dansby Swanson fit the Braves really, really well.
0: The bag that he gets from the Cubs, seven years, $177 million and a full no-trade clause. You know, for We've he's seen some gigantic numbers for shortstops this offseason. What did you think when you saw the final numbers?
1: Yeah, a lot. Almost, maybe even almost a little surprised that it wasn't closer to 200. You surprised it didn't seen. knock your socks off? Yeah, seriously. After the ones we've seen. But no, this was a great job. Uh, he's represented by Excel Sports Management. Um, the same agency used to represent Freddie Freeman. Um and they did they did a really nice job. Like this was this is a great deal for Dansby where he's got the security and the years through to carry him through his entire prime. And 177 million, man, like you can do a lot, lot worse than that. Um, especially for a lot of players, you know, in that Dansby Swanson tier um, in previous years did not get anything close to that. So I really think, I'm not saying the Cubs overpaid. I'm just saying that Dansby Swanson did really, really well to get this. And you're seeing that, you know, the premium the market has put on shortstops.
0: All right. So, you know, the obvious question is how close were the Braves?
1: It didn't seem like they were very close if we go by their first, you know, offer, which I heard, you know, in August was six years for $100 million um, and Dansby's countered with six for 140. And, you know, I mean, you look at he gets about 25 million a year is the average annual value on this contract that he got from the Cubs. The Braves have set up their extensions so that no one player is making more than 22 million per season. Um, And that's how the roster is currently set up. And, man, I just didn't think that the Braves were going to stretch that much. Um, Certainly not 177 million. Certainly not seven years That's a lot. The Cubs need a guy to move the needle to help them accelerate that rebuild as they kind of go forward. But it didn't really seem like the Braves were closer. And we'll learn more in the coming days and certainly have more the next time we do one of these. But it didn't really seem. And I'm not saying the Braves didn't try because they certainly made it clear that they had wanted, you know, they wanted to keep him publicly and privately. They made that clear. They made a push, you know, at the end of the season and, you know, toward the end of the season uh, to kind of start those discussions. So they definitely tried, but I think it it's definitely a case where it, or it seems like a case where it just got out of their comfort zone and they knew they weren't going to get into some sort of bidding war to keep a guy, even if he meant, you know, a ton to them like Dansby did. Uh, I just think this was out of their comfort zone.
0: Brace fans are, you know, kind of rightfully reading into this in a couple of different ways. Dansby's not worth that. Good job, AA, for walking away and. Why won't the Braves spend money to keep the guys we love? We keep going to the battery. Why won't they turn loose some of the cash? Especially a player, Justin, who told you in August, this is home.
1: I'm an Atlanta kid. Uh, this is my home. Uh, this will always be my home. I mean, that's as simple as is, is Like, after I'm done playing, like, you know, Mallory and I will be in Atlanta, and our kids will, you know, grow up in Atlanta and stuff too. So this is home, and, and they know that. And you know, we'll just see where where things go
0: we know where they're going now did Alex Anthopoulos do the right thing
1: yeah I think so um I I love Dansby and all he brings to the table uh, as a player um covering him he's an incredibly gracious guy he's insightful he's smart he's a leader like he, Dansby has a lot of things going for him that you can't measure that you can't put a dollar sign on that you can't put a metric on um, because he brings so much in terms of what he brings to your clubhouse uh, and what he is, the type of presence he is out on the field. That's really going to help the Cubs. But you're looking at a Braves team that has gotten here by drafting, developing, extending young players, um, and kind of keeping its flexibility right. That, like that. I think when you look at this, and it's really hard to analyze this in a nuanced way because... I respect the heck out of Dansman. I think he's just a terrific ball player. But you look at other than last year, the highest wins above replacement, you know, mark he's had is 3.4, and that was in 2021. He's gotten better throughout his career, but you look at he's never had an OPS over seven seven six in a full season. I'm not even I'm not counting the eight oh two or whatever he had in the short in 2020. He's great in clutch situations but he's a streaky hitter. He's terrific defensively, but it just seems like 25 million is over seven years is a lot. Um, And I think when you're the Braves and you've seen maybe a little bit of what Von Grissom can do at second base, um, and if you believe in him enough at shortstop, that the risk is worth it if you didn't feel comfortable with paying Dansby that much. You've got Orlando Garcia. The risk to me... Really comes in, who knows what's actually available in the trade market because what's reported, what we all hear, and what is actually the case, those are wildly different things sometimes. So who knows what's actually available in the trade market? So the risk comes in saying, well, we're going to be able to recoup Dansby's value with Grissom or with Arcia or with somebody we sign or with somebody we trade for. Who knows if that works out? That's a huge risk. But this allows the Braves conceivably now and in the future to use the resources they would have used to pay Dansby, use those for other areas. Um, Who knows where the money goes? But payroll's going up. We haven't seen it quite yet. They haven't made a huge splash in free agency yet um, this winter, but that doesn't mean they ever will. I just think, look, they've gotten here doing things, they've gotten here by doing things one way, and the Braves don't really deviate. Um, Alex is really, really good at, knowing, you know, hey, am I going to need to sign Dansby for this or can I get that value in this player and and use maybe, you know, get a left fielder or something or upgrade somewhere else in the lineup, whatever it might be, or add to the rotation. He's really, really good at those ways of like, okay, like how is my team going to be the best looking at this big picture? And I I just think he made the right decision because – Dansby is just a terrific ball player and by all accounts just a tremendous leader in person um, by those who know him you know, counts by those who know him best but I really think when you look at this until he had a terrific year in 2022 you probably looked at him as like a mid-tier shortstop right and I think that's got to be some of the calculus is is this guy going to be what he was in 2022 for the next four years for the next three years if not then why are you paying him that? And I think that some of it is like, okay, is he really going to be that long term? Is that who he is? Maybe he is. Maybe it burns the Braves. Maybe we look back and we're like, man, Alex was really dumb for letting him go. But I think right now I can totally see the calculus of what the Braves are thinking. And I think a lot of people have dirty eyes and dirty minds because of clog cluttered minds because of Dansby's 2022 season. I think that's what people think about and he was tremendous, but I think Alex made the right call.
0: It's it's he's been such an enigma because you've seen, you know, the 2022 season in bits and spurts throughout his time in Atlanta. You've seen a gold glove shortstop, you've seen a power hitter, you've seen clutch hits, and then you've seen a ton of strikeouts and and errors and you know, his 5.8 WAR according to Baseball or 5.7 WAR this year. Is basically the same number he had in nineteen twenty and twenty-one combined. And 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 for years Brace fans have been wondering, like, who is this guy? And do we really want to give him the bag to keep? And now we know the answer is no.
1: Yeah. And I think that's such an interesting part to me of what the front office does is I, I don't know if there is a right answer, if they know what the right answer is because nobody's got a crystal ball, but you, you read his combined war, you know, for the last, for, for three seasons um, and kind of compared it, you know, it is what it was for one season. What's to say he doesn't drop off? I think there's – he's got incredible talent, and he's really made the most of his talent, I think. Um, and he's got great instincts, great defense, great speed, all that stuff. He's really smart, clutch, but he is a streaky hitter. He, like you said, can be an enigma in that way sometimes. And that's not to detract from D'Ansby. I think, like I keep saying, I think he's a heck of a ball player. $177 million is a lot of money, though. And he did a really, really great job to get that and really deserves it because he played his way um, into it, really, and like put himself in a great position and earned the right to be in free agency. Um, and that's wonderful for him. Like You you know, you feel really happy for him. He just got married. He's currently on his honeymoon as we're doing this stuff. Life's um, good
0: for D'Ansby, man.
1: Yeah. Yay. He is yeah.
0: the winner of the week.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah I don't think we need that segment this time No, no, no. Um, but right like you could make an argument and again I don't mean this to detract from Dansby but you could just make an argument like what's to say he's the 2022 version over the 2021 20, yep. or 2019 Who? and I just think at a certain point if you're the Braves he's probably not the talent that you think Michael Harris is He's probably not, you know, the type of talent you think Matt Olsen is, or you know, Spencer Strider. All these guys are elite talents, and Dansby is one of them for sure. But I think that there are areas in which he lacks that maybe don't lend themselves to paying a guy 177 million over seven years, because that straps you in a couple ways with the AAV and the years. Um, and honestly, I think with where their payroll is going and how it's going up, they understand that. They're eventually going to need to break in some young guys, uh, and keeps things a little cheaper on that end, um, so they can maintain flexibility in free agency or whatever they want to do um, with player salaries. And this is this could be a perfect opportunity. Who knows if they're going to hand the job to Grissom? He's going to have to earn it, honestly. Um, they like Arcia; his Arcia's teammates like him. Who knows where this starting shortstop position is going? But if you look at the Braves and you look at them paying. 177 million over seven years for Dansby. That's market value, but you probably look at that at any other time other than this and would have said they overpaid. We're just saying it's, you know, it's just market value because of what the shortstops have gotten this winter. But if you would have told us he would have gotten that two months ago, we would have been like, man, that's insane. Like, no way.
0: On the field, his ability is, you know, you, you can make cases one way or the other. But off the field, though, there is no dispute that Dansby clearly stepped into the leadership role and filled the void by freddie freeman
1: i mean i think i think he's the the captain of this team i mean i think he's part of the heart and soul of this team and the clubhouse
0: um the culture here the identity of this team it's hard to it was hard to watch that at bat thinking you know it could be his last in the braves uniform and i know how much the city means to him i know how much this uniform means to him and the organization his teammates I mean, uh, you know, he's look at him now. Like, it just he cares, you know. And
1: it's been an honor to be his, his teammate.
0: That was Charlie Morton after the season ended. Can the Braves keep losing clubhouse leaders?
1: Man, you wonder if there's going to be that Jenga block that you kind of have wiggly fingers when you're, you know, you're pulling it out and you're like, oh god. I think, I think it's Darneau is one of those next guys. So is, you know, Max Freed. Um, so is Austin Riley knows he's going to have to step up. Um, I think all those guys understand that. And I think they, you, the hope is that enough of Dansby Swanson rubbed off on those other guys. We said the same thing about Freddie Freeman. But I think the Braves have enough in terms of Darno, Charlie, um, you know, Max Freed, Matt and Austin Riley. That core has really come together nicely. Ozzy Albies that cores really come together nicely, that I think the Braves are probably more the sum of their parts. You can't replace a Dansby Swanson. You just can't. He was that Freddie Freeman type, and this isn't to say Freddie was disliked. I just think that Dansby probably related to more people in the clubhouse, whereas Freddie was like, okay, lead by example. This is how you do things. Dansby was like that, and he related, seemed to relate to all corners of the clubhouse um, from what I've heard. You can't replace a guy like that. You can't put a price tag on it. There is no war metric for it. It doesn't get factored into OPS, war, or anything else. It's important. It's really, really important. But I think this team specifically, because of the way it's been built and the young core and all those guys coming up together and being together and, and kind of being this unit, that's created consistency and stability in itself. And so I don't think losing Dansby Swanson is going to completely break this team. Could it hurt? Yeah, sure. The first three-game losing streak, first four-game losing streak. Um, well, if they ever have one of those. I know it took until like September. Or well, the Braves
0: struggle for two, you know two months in the first to start the season. Like, I don't know what they did this year.
1: Right. right. Um, so, when the first one of those comes, that'll tell us a lot about what they lost and, and who's going to step up. But I think they've got they probably feel like the sum of their parts are are good enough to kind of keep moving, even if this loss is a shocker right now.
0: All right, coming up, we'll look at what's left and what's next for the Braves this offseason, plus your mailbag questions. This is the Braves Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
1: What's so great
0: about being a Kroger Boost member? Free delivery on the Kroger products you love and more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership, starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger+. Plus. Learn more at
1: kroger.com today. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at HyperRice.com.
0: All right, so you got a week now before the big day, and if you're struggling with that perfect stocking stuffer, well, Justin and I have a very friendly suggestion for you, free of charge. Uh, Our suggestion is free of charge, and it is a subscription to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It is the perfect gift for Braves fans, first off, because, well, it's the only place that you can read Justin's fantastic backstory on the Braves' new catcher, Sean Murphy.
1: Yeah, that was a fun one to do, man. I love a guy who's just like, he drove his Ford Ranger until it couldn't go anymore. He still drives a 2009 Chevy Silverado. Like, I love guys. I know baseball players don't make a ton into arbitration, but I love guys who are just like vehicles are from point A to point B because I'm the same way. Like, I'll drive something until it just the wheels fall off. Um, he just seems like a great dude, going to be fun to cover. And, man, those uh, that defense, man, is going to be uh, good luck to opponents.
0: We've got all your sports coverage, too. We've got all your politics coverage, breaking news, investigations, our newsletters, uh, including Mark Bradley's buzz, and on and on and on. And uh, we've got a special deal for podcast listeners. You can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That is one buck, and you get all of that and a penny to spare. So go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast to join our community and help power our mission to provide the best journalism in Atlanta. Again, let's go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast so you always know. What's really going on. So what's really going on now with the Brave shortstop situation? I mean, its is it going to be anything but Vaughn
1: Grissom and Orlando Arcea? Yeah, I'm not going to put it past Alex. I mean, I think he's got something up his sleeve or avenues he's at least explored or is going to explore. He's always like that. I mean, he's not going to be caught with his pants down, for lack of a better term. You know, like he's not going to be, you know, he's he's not going to be outsmarted in that way. Like he's the Braves. We'll put it this way. My feel is that the Braves probably knew this thing with Dansby if his price didn't come down. It was going to be the likeliest outcome. So they've had time to prepare for this. They know what they have internally. And then you can kind of work off that. So honestly, it, it's how much they believe in Vaughn Grissom to me. Um, they always say Orlando RC is, you know, he was a starting shortstop and a division-winning Brewers team, all that. Orlando Arcee is great, but I think this comes down to how much do you believe in Vaughn Grissom. If the belief is there, and you know, then Orlando Arcia could be the safety blanket. But if Vaughn Grissom's nowhere near ready, they're gonna have to go out to the trade market because, um, the God, I, I guess the best free agent shortstop now would have to be Elvis Andres and or Jose Iglesias. And we've talked about this before, Jay, and I. I'm not in the front office. I don't know. Maybe this is completely wrong. But if you're gonna sign one of those two, are they better than Orlando Arcia? I mean, are they better than Vaughn Grissom? I mean, at that point, you might as well just let those two have a crack at it if you're not going to get something on the trade market. So to me, I think it's like trade or bust. Unless they can get one of those shortstops for cheap is like extra insurance, extra depth, and just have a shortstop competition. Like, great. Do it. Like, those are, you know, Elvis Andres, a good sh- shortstop, but he's not what he was. And at that point, like, if you're going to pay anything significant for something like that, which you probably wouldn't, but... At that point, why you know why do that? I mean, that's basically Orlando Arcia.
0: Now you know Braves fans got their tails up and wagging when you know we reported that the Braves owners expected the team to have a top five payroll in a few years. That didn't exactly mean this year, but they did say it. And Carlos Rodon has gone to the Yankees. Andrew Benintendi is now going to the White Sox. It appears Atlanta's going to walk away from this free agent season with no marquee players coming aboard. Were you surprised that they didn't make any kind of splashes or, you know, in this term, keep Dansby?
1: Actually, no. Um, If you asked me two months ago that they were going to keep Dansby, I'd be like, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, eventually something will work out. Like, that's the guy they'll spend on. But, I mean, I'm not. Like, you look at what free agents are getting. Ben and Tendi got, like, $75 million. Yes, he did. And like Ben is a good player, but like man, like that's somebody I've brought up on this podcast as maybe a potential option for the Braves or somebody I think would fit um, if Eddie Rosario were not left-handed as well. But I mean, you look at the prices. Were they going to pay five years for Degrom? They had legitimate interest, but they weren't going to do the five-year deal. Or at that, like, there's a reason nobody came close to Degrom's you know deal that he got from Texas. I didn't see them getting Rodon. Bogarts, Correa. Um, I didn't see them getting any of those guys. Didn't see Bellinger. I didn't see Gallo happening. I'm honestly not super surprised. The most surprising thing to me was that it just seemed like they weren't close to Dansby. Like it just seemed like eventually both sides at a point just moved on and went their separate ways and this seemed like a likely outcome. That was most surprising to me. But I never thought they would get you know, Correa, or I thought, you know, maybe DeGrom could be a, pers- a possibility if he was doing a two-year deal. Maybe for lander on a two-year deal. Um, Didn't see, you know, I didn't see Correa, didn't see Bogarts, didn't. Though Those, I'm honestly not super surprised because when you're a team who has done it the way they have and built it with kind of, well, you can say team-friendly, but the team's taking on risk too, so maybe that's not the right word. With extensions that aren't costing as much as these free agent deals we're seeing, why are you going to, Detract from that flexibility. If you're Alex Anthopoulos, like why are you gonna do that? And I just I didn't think that. I thought a few of these guys made sense for them. I didn't think that they would land one of the marquee, you know, shortstops other than Dansby. I didn't think they'd land Turner, Career, Bogarts. Um, And I I truly I didn't really think they would land Degrom, even if I thought there was a little bit of a shot. But I'm not I'm not super surprised because they didn't need a major free agent signing. I am a bit surprised that maybe they're not coming away with like a Ben or I'm trying to, th- you know, I'm trying to think of another, maybe like a Taiwan Walker, but then you see they're not even Taiwan Walker. That's not a good example. I didn't think they'd go after him, but a starter or something. I, they still could, but it's like, you see the free agent prices and that makes me unsurprised that they're not. Cause why would you spend, they don't have holes to fill that would require them to spend that kind of money.
0: Now, that kind of money will be required to lock up Max Freed. Anything we're hearing there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, they know, obviously, because if they weren't going to pay Dansby, like maybe those dollars can be used to sign Max Freed. Who knows? Like, but no major buzz, at least from what I've heard on that right now. Um, And I don't know, you know, I don't know how valid the thing is about him wanting to play in L.A. He's from there. People talk about that because he's from there, but who knows? We're really going to need to see this play out over this season. Um, but I would, and this is just a hunch, I would have to think that Alex Anthopoulos broached it with Freed at some point this season. If you're Because if you're going to give extensions to guys like Harris and Strider, it's probably, you know, I would think he would have checked in with Max and gauged his interest or, or something like that or just put the idea in his head. But it doesn't seem like there's anything substantial right now. And could it get done? Sure, yeah, in the next couple of years, but like before he hits free agency. But you're if I'm Max Freed, I'm seeing some of the prices that, you know, some, like a Chris Bassett got or a Taiwan Walker, and I am absolutely licking my chops uh, for free agency in a couple of years if all goes well.
0: All right, same question we had uh, last week. And Ellie's favorites. Did the Dansby situation change anything?
1: No, I think the only thing that would have changed something for me would have been if the Mets got Correa. Because I, I thought about that. We did that podcast, and then the report that they were in on Correa came out like a day later, and I was like, "Sweet, our next podcast will just change my favorites thing." No, I think I think the Braves still have to be favorites. The Mets are talented, but the Mets could have a couple holes in their lineup, or you know, as things turn out. So I think it's still got to be the Braves. And I don't think the Phillies are as deep yet, even if they've got the star power. So I'm still going to roll with the Braves. And I, I try to not be a homer on that stuff. Uh, so if it ever changes, I'll change it. But I, I think you got it. I don't think anybody's done enough. And Dansby's not, honestly, he's not like a Freddy loss.
0: Uh, Carlos Correa, also a strong contender uh, for winner
1: of the week. That, I mean, would you, like, if you reached out to our bosses here, would they you know give you 13 years uh i no not yet no right right well, then well they may yet. give me
0: 13 years but I ain't gonna be guaranteed
1: <laughs> and it's not gonna be at a 300 plus million no. clip no. uh no that shortstops, man i think it's funny because i think you we, when we talked about this at the beginning of the off season on our podcast with the great mark bradley we all talked about well dansby yeah that of course that makes sense and like yeah the braves court you know of course, they might stretch a little bit to pay him. And then the free agent deals started coming out specifically for shortstops. And you look at it and you're like, well, maybe he's not going to be with the Braves after all. And uh, those shortstops, man. So if anybody out there listening wants a get rich quick thing, I don't have any entrepreneur manuals for you. I'm not going to tell you to get up at 4 a.m. and work on your craft for 18 hours. I will tell you just to be a big league shortstop and hit. Six years of service time.
0: If you can be six two and turn a double play and hit twenty to thirty homers, that helps. That that th- those um those skills are very valuable. So congratulations to those who have them. All right, now time yeah. for uh, the Ask Justin segment, where we answer Braves fans' questions on Twitter at Justin C. Toscano. DJ Cobb. First up, I am assuming the Braves' checkbook isn't open if they turned Swanson's counter of one forty and the Cubs signed him for one seventy seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they could still. At this point, yeah, like they're not going to – he was the last free agent of like the top 20. I think one of the last ones of the top 20 free agents. So, yeah, if they're not going to spend on him, there's not going to be a big free agent signing. From Benji Godwin, while the team is looking really
0: good, the free agent market is pretty thin now, and our farm system is also very thin. Is there really a move that's plausible that moves the needle out there much, or would we be better off to stand pat until the trade deadline?
1: yeah i think honestly i think probably the best bet if it's me is like if you believe in grissom i think you try to upgrade in left fielder you know, get another outfielder um because yeah the free agent market is thin um and i think the trades might be more doable for outfielders in terms of what may work with what the braves have left in the farm system and what they may be willing to deal and that's just my own gut feeling on this um I think that makes the most sense, but they've given up a lot of prospect value for Murphy um, and Olson. I think things can get, you know, less expensive at the trade deadline if teams have motivation to move somebody, but then you're going to be competing with contenders. You just never, you never know. It's like, it's really, really hard to predict. And sometimes players aren't available when you think they're going to be available, so the Braves can't really say, well, we'll wait till the deadline if they really believe they need to upgrade in left field or at shortstop. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's it's going to be a delicate dance of not giving up a ton of prospects.
0: All right, a loyal friend of the pod, Spicy Chicken Nugget, wants to name names here. Assuming Grissom's the shoe-in for shortstop and we're not going to add to the rotation of the bullpen, that leaves left field. If we're going to upgrade that still this offseason, who would be your top pick to fill that spot in 23?
1: Man, that yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't. I mean, people are speculating on Max Kepler maybe being available uh, from the Twins, but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Benintendi might make some sense, but then I saw that free agent deal and I was like, yeah, no, not not for that. Um, but I think a trade candidate like that might make some sense uh, for left field. But I, I do also think like, is Eddie Rosario going to be as bad as he was in twenty twenty two? Probably not. Like, I I think that's the thing is like it probably can't get lower for him if you look at his track record. And so I think they should be better from a standpoint of that too. I also think that the Braves as a whole, Jay, are good enough that maybe you just go with Adam Duvall again and hope he turns things around as well and hope that if those guys – live up more to the, you know, regress to the mean in a good way to their track records. Like you've got a pretty darn good platoon for left field and you get out of there, you know, cheap, not saying that should be the objective, but, uh, but, you know, if they want to do it that way, I think that makes sense as well.
0: Those platoon plans in left look good on paper uh, going into the 22 season with Duvall and um, (sighs) uh, Rosario and just completely never worked out at all because of injuries and eye issues. That may not be a bad plan.
1: No, I yeah, I still think if you look at Eddie Rosario's track record, I, I don't think he can get much worse in 2023, no. and I think I think there's some more in there, and I think Adam Duvall, like the wrist surgery if all heals well, um, which we don't know anything but the contrary, but if all heals well, like I, you would think he's probably still the same player. I don't know if that's an injury that really hurts. He as a hitter or whatnot, but. That's a guy with a lot of power, a lot of pop, who just never got it figured out. And I think Braves fans are underrating Rosario and Duvall. um, Duval. Duval's not going to go for you know twenty million a year, but it's like he's still a good player with a good you know good track record and can hit uh, and can provide you some pop. And that's that's not a bad platoon situation at all. If you look at the Braves roster compared to other teams. This is this is a pretty good setup in Atlanta, my friend. I think like they've got some holes, you know, every team can improve. Um, but I just I you know, it it almost feels like we're nitpicking them. Like there's a couple spots in which they could improve, but at the same token, like they've got a lot of talent. Eddie
0: Rosario is probably going to be your eighth hitter.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> that's to me that's that's pretty crazy. Look, like you don't know too, and that's the flip side of the coin. Maybe Acuna doesn't have a good year, and Harris doesn't have a good year, and Riley doesn't. Have, like maybe a few people on the same, you know, at, this, at one time don't have good years. That's what happens in baseball. You just never know, so you have to improve the most you can. But I also think there's a chance that left field might not be as big of an issue as we're thinking it could be.
0: All right, that's where we will leave it. And it uh, turns out pretty busy week as we head into the holidays.
1: We said a couple times ago that we would do this. If there was any news, um, I feel like we've done two or three of these emergency pods in the last seven days, eight days, nine days. Yeah, we had bad. the uh, Joey
0: Menez deal, and we had uh, completely a completely surprising Sean Murphy trade. And then, and then now, uh, as we expected, Dansby's gone. So it uh, seems like the offseason's kind of settling in a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the news is moving quickly. And uh, everybody just wants to know where they're going to be in 2023, right? Everybody wants yeah. some that's, that's That's good for all parties.
0: All right, so that's where we will uh, leave it here for uh, for a final show here before the holidays, it looks like. Uh, but if anything breaks, we'll, uh, we'll be there for you. If not, uh, you know, hey, help us out. Your reviews on this show help greatly. If you have enjoying what you're hearing uh, and would like for us to continue, please uh, rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. That's, uh, you know, what elevates us on the podcast providers and uh, helps us get a little more attention. And uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, and uh, Justin, we'll see you the next time
1: yeah we'll see you uh happy holidays and uh best you and your family my friend
0: all right same to you brother and uh that's it for the braves report from the atlanta journal constitution
1: And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein. And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell.
0: Hear new episodes every weekday.
1: Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.